Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another conversation between myself and the plus-size model. And we had to jump up on here and talk about John Gruden and the emails. Yes, we got to talk about it. Last but not least, I want to know, too, when are we going to hear something from someone out of the NFL League office when we talk about the soap opera that's going on with it. Man, I'm with you, bro. And before we go behind the mask and get into this conversation, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at the BTM Podcast. Subscribe, click the bell for notifications so you know we're dropping an episode. Like, also leave a comment to let us know how you feel because we're definitely going behind the mask and letting y'all know how we feel. And remember, on the Behind the Mask Podcast, there's only one rule. There, there are, are no rules. rules. Now let's go. Let's go behind the mask. Simple, smooth, and every sip as easy as the last. Tito's Handmade Vodka tastes just as good with tap water as it does with your favorite mixer. Back in the day, Tito distilled, hand-bottled, taste-tested, sent to a few friends, then taste-tested again to give you the finest juice around. No frills, no flavors, no fancy labels, just the good stuff. Just Tito's. For recipes, videos, and more, visit titosvodka.com. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. What up? What's happening? Man, welcome back. I had to jump on this mic, man, and I wanted to sit down with two because we got plenty to talk about. A lot of good, juicy information. Really just saying what everybody already knows, but... I think it's important to kind of get our take and just reset a little bit, too. No doubt, no doubt, man. A lot going on in the NFL, man. Ups and downs, people talking things they shouldn't have been talking about. But first, before we get into this conversation, this BTM conversation is brought to you, sponsored by Tito's Broca. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you indulge responsibly. But Spice, let's get to it, baby. Let's get to it, man. We got to talk about the Coach Gruden. Yeah. Right? And also Roger Goodell, big picture, fast forward since... The John Gruden deal already has happened. You know, I think bottom line is this. It's, it's, it's not old news. This is unfortunate. It's, it's evergreen just because of the nature and the heightened sensitivity of what came out of his mouth. But Coach Gruden, he stepped down as the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders simply due to emails that were discovered mm-hmm. in a prior investigation of the Washington football team. And that was the reason why he stepped down. He made uh, disparaging remarks, um, homophobic, racist. That's what it started off with. uh, Misogynistic comments that eventually drove him to his resignation of the Vegas Raiders. Mm. Uh, To you, you actually played for him. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot about that. But did you even like... I know the answer to this, but I just got to ask, like, did you even see anything there that you could possibly say, like, damn, he racist? Nah, man. I I, I was there. I was the Bucks in 02 for, for a little while, and, and Coach Gruden brought me in when I was on waivers. But, nah, I, I didn't see anything like that. You know what I mean? But then again, why would I? You know what I'm saying? We had Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch. All stop, Simeon Rice. You know what I'm saying? We had we had some some pretty reputable names in the NFL and also some leaders. So ain't no way in hell Gruden would have came out and said nothing like that. Particularly when you got 300, 250 pound men, he ain't gonna call nobody out their name. 
No. He would have got his neck wrong. You know what I'm saying? You don't do that. No. Not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But I think what, what it speaks to is that those emails were sent to executives in the NFL. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Bruce Allen, who was with the, uh, the Redskins at the time, Washington football team. And it shows the level of comfort- comfortability that Gruden had with his peers or who, you know, who he felt his peers, his cohorts or whoever's, you know, on that upper level. They look at the players as and he was as, the president was of the, the president. Washington football team. Now, keep in mind. Yeah. yeah. And so they look, to, to your point, this ain't like you just having a typical conversation yeah. with a friend of you. Yeah. With a friend of yours is with the with the, the second man in charge mm-hmm. next to the owner. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an, a boss to a boss, if you will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so. But I think it, it speaks to the level of comfortability that these conversations that they have these conversations right and if the league is is so intent on fostering diversity and you know the spikes um their stance on diversity inclusion they celebrated uh pride month back in june they have the rooney rule you know when they want to hire uh minority coaches and executives and they want to be this company that's leading the effort and leading the charge for diversity and inclusion and making those positive strides then you would think that the leader of this effort roger goodell would have came out and said something by now to make a stance against what just happened but he's been mute and again that just speaks to in my opinion it kind of speaks to what's really going on in those executive rooms throughout those emails in those conversations that again the players we want to have privy to if it didn't just come out in this investigation right This segment is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965, which takes me back to my childhood years playing Pop Warner football. We were playing for the championship and we were down at halftime. Our coach was looking for something motivational. So what did he do? He looked at us and said, guys, if you do what you're supposed to do and win this football game, I'm taking everybody to McDonald's. Immediately, my mind went to, oh my goodness, I can't pass up this apple pie. So what did we do? Went out second half, beat the football team, won the championship, and we all indulge at McDonald's. I'm loving it. It speaks, I agree with you, it speaks to the culture, um, the disappointing culture from what we see. And I think... I've seen a lot of stuff out there and people raising a lot of questions. Uh, Is this the new culture of the NFL or has this been the culture from all along? I think that's the only way that you can say culture uh, with events happening in previous time periods. And so when I look at it, I, I, uh, it's even more disappointing to see, which, you know, it leads to, you know, Roger Goodell, the mm-hmm. commissioner of the National Football League, it puts him in a very tough spot. Yeah, it's on his watch. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not only is it on his watch, but you look at what, what what was revealed inside of the emails from the Washington football team, uh, President Bruce Allen, mm-hmm. him going back and forth with Jeff Posh. He's the general counsel for the NFL, and he's the advisor to Commissioner Goodell. And you see some of the conversations that they had similar, Mm. you know, somewhat similar to what John Gruden had with Bruce Allen. Um, It puts Roger Goodell in a tough spot. Mm. Uh, The reason why I say this is because 
not only do you use Jeff Posh as your advisor, and we know he's general counsel, but you have an executive speaking to another executive. And it goes back to what is this culture like Mm -hmm. in the NFL? Mm -hmm. And it makes it disappointing because what makes it even more disappointing, people were starting to say, why haven't we heard from Roger Goodell? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to say, why haven't we heard from him? Something in the nature of explaining, condemning or explaining this is what it is. This is the time period that we're going to take to go through the investigation and keep everybody informed, especially when you look at how the NFL, the league holds to the highest standard, the players itself, too. Yeah, man. And you know what? I think the silence, typically people say if you're silent, you're complicit, right? Yeah. I met Roger Goodell. I don't I don't know him to be that way. You You've worked with him, so you know you have made, have more to say on that than I do. But I think more so with the silence uh, that Goodell has had so far comes off as is one of two things: either you're knowledgeable of this conversations going on in the executive level, you know what I'm saying? You're knowledgeable of it, uh, you've seen it before, heard it before, or it's just not that big of a deal for you to address. And if it's not that big of a deal for you to address on your watch, that's a huge problem. But either way, the delay in the response, the silence is giving the fans, the, the players, is giving everybody something to say to create their own the media, to create their own narrative on what's right. going on because you're not condemning it. And that's the that's the messed up part. I mean, if the league is all about diversity and support of uh, marginalized people, marginalized uh, groups in America, uh, across the world for that matter, then you should be able to stand up, step up, stand tall and say, nah, this is not something we condone. The fan base knows. The fan base continues to pay attention, Right. Certain issues that the league backs, they get behind, they stand tall on, or they get convenient amnesia. And we talk about going back to the Kaepernick thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? He, he you know, knelt for the anthem. Years later, it became cool to be expressive. You know what I mean? The league has people, uh, players putting on the back of their helmets different uh, charities they support on their cleats, charities they support, missions, their slogans, missions they support on the back of their helmet. They have it on all the, on all the, um, the commercials now. You know what I'm saying? Before that, it was robotic. You couldn't be expressive in that manner. So you know, again, that convenient amnesia, waiting for the right time to say something, as opposed to standing up, putting it on the table. Nah, this is how I feel about X, Y, Z, and I think that's why people are, are up in the air like, Yo, where is Roger Goodell? Overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Yeah, and I think... Your silence implies that you're okay with it. If you don't have anything to say at all, one, you're hoping people forget. Two, if you're not addressing the issue right on, spot on, it means you're okay with it. Um, which leads to, you know, is there any way that you can hold somebody accountable from this aspect? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and yeah, you can say Gruden is gone. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you could say Bruce Allen is gone. But the thing is, is when you look at the behavior or some of the things that has happened, especially with 
Jeff Posh, uh, lead counsel for the NFL, advisor to Roger Goodell. When you look at that, have him having the conversations mm-hmm. with Daniel Snyder um, through email, you know, just having the conversations with Bruce Allen through email and not, and just saying even I think about some of the fines. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry about it. Some of the fines never were enforced. Some of them were rescinded. And that's what Posh did. Posh didn't enforce them. Yeah, Posh didn't enforce them when he's the lead counsel. So, you know, it 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 brings up a lot of distrust. It brings up the fact of you talked about, you know, hey, we we're gonna make sure we manage the players mm-hmm. as so to the highest standard. But I think about 2014, Roger Goodell. Uh, with Ray Rice, domestic violence episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You talked about Colin Kaepernick in 2017. And then I also think about Deflate Gate with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That went little, a little less than a year mm-hmm. when it came to litigation. And he ended up being suspended, what, four games? Yeah. So when we look at all of this, it really raises the question, not just from the society and the, and the fans, which are very important because that's what drives the game, the entertainment game. But it brings up a lot of internal questions. And I've had a few people, few players ask me, how do you see this? Because they want to get our take. And that's the reason why we're on here talking about it now. But it puts Roger Goodell in a spot to where he has an opportunity, of course, to step up. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be wise and smart for him to be able to step up because the longer that you go in silence, it allows other people to create the narrative yeah. and control the narrative. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when you think about how it went down, right? When you was a kid, you knew you would hang out with your friends. You might curse. You might talk about certain things. But as soon as you crossed that threshold, and you got to your house. You did not curse in front of your mother. Why? Because you would get punished for it. Slapped upside the head, whatever kind of discipline you got. They were comfortable enough to communicate that over email. Not face to face, not face to face, not phone call, not text messages over email. Emails don't go nowhere. Not in the NFL. Nowhere. Nowhere. You can send emails from 1997 or six when they started emailing in the NFL. And guess what? They will find those emails. So that shows you, again, the level of comfortability on that executive level. Hell, we know we're not going to put the stuff we put in our text in the damn email. Nah. You know what I'm saying? It just, it, it, it just like it baffles me that. The privilege that they felt communicating in this in this manner was was that cool, right? On the job, on the clock. Not only that, Goodell released a statement when uh the the coast owner Jim Irsay, yep, when he got um pulled over for the DUI a few years ago, he said the personal conduct policy applies to everybody. He said that in March nineteen ninety uh two thousand nineteen, excuse me, commissioners, owners, executives, players coaches and it will be applied to everybody but it will be done after we get the facts and have all the information however soon as a player gets accused of domestic violence accused of whatever which isn't right by no stretch of the imagination they're put on what the the exempt list yep so the player can't play you know what i'm saying it's all in the media public scrutiny guilty until proven innocent yep that's what it seems that's gruen, what it comes off right but gruen Back in the days, Allen, they've they it's there. It's been there. It's shown. The proof is there, right? Months ago, early Months this ago, year. And 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 the league already knew about it, but kept it hush hush until it came out. So it's like 
I hate to use the word, but it's, it seems like blatant hypocrisy when it comes to the players versus the executive level. And on, on Goodell's defense, how could you blame him? He's working for 32 billionaires. Who is he going to protect? And I think that's the <laughs> – Who is he going to protect? The good old boy network. You work with 32 billionaires. Who are you going to protect? And that's the reason why <laughs> – that's the reason why you and I are having this conversation. Yeah. Because we want to hear <laughs> – from Roger Goodell. Yeah. Not only do we want to hear, everybody wants to hear from him because they're so quick. And I, you know, you, you talk about the level of hypocrisy. Um, going back, and I, I didn't mention this, where even with Allen, Bruce Allens and and Jeff Posh, mm. they sent emails from 2009 to 2018. And a lot of it was business. Some a lot of it was also um the pleasure side of what personal. they saw as yeah. as personal pleasure. The NFL fined the Washington football team 15000 for manipulating its player injury report. Bruce Allen reached out to Posh and, and the penalty was rescinded. It was a routine deal that continuously to happen over and over. Also in another email that was found, Allen expressed concern that the commissioner would accuse him of breaking rules of signing free agents, prompting his friend to reassure him he knows who it is and that it is not you. You know what I mean? So when you see this type of, not more the hypocrisy, but when you see this type of uh, crucial damaging behavior mm -hmm. from the executive side, this is more than just antennas are up. New FanDuel Fantasy players, your day is about to get 20% better. Start playing fantasy this football season and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit up to $500. That's a big time bonus and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit. What are you waiting on? The reason why I love FanDuel so much, I get an opportunity to set my lineups every game day. I can also play private contests with my personal friends. And you have many different formats, main slate, single game, best ball, and also a snake draft. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash BTM to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash BTM. Age and location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. Yeah. We'd be, we be dumb as hell to believe this doesn't happen, though, on a regular. Like, dumb as hell. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. think, again, the issue is that the leader of this incredibly diverse business entity hasn't said anything as of yet. When you look back at look back at the NBA a few years ago, the Clippers um, owner. Go owner, back to Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Immediately in the NBA, Silver, they were calling for his resignation, like got to sell a team. You know what I'm saying? So as soon as you find out that there's something that's so glaringly wrong and atrocious in terms of the communication, like heads going to roll. And unless something is being hidden, that's why heads are not rolling yet. And people can say, well, it happened with Bruce Allen and Jeff Posh. But the, this was already known. And this yeah. is factual, been stated already in press clippings that Daniel Snyder knew. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's swept under the rug. Like that's why they clean out the front office. Mm -hmm. And so my thing is, why can't you put this in the same criteria as Donald Sterling? former owner of the Clippers. Mm -hmm. 
you know, because you really can, especially. And this is going to say this without even knowing everything from the emails that haven't been disclosed. Yeah. Right. So um, I, I don't see this as no separate situation. I don't see it as anything that's different. Nah, not at all. I, I tell you, I, t- I take that back. You know what's different? To me, the difference is the league got what it wanted. Ignore it and it'll go away. Right. Yeah. We already know we in the we in a news cycle where it's like 24 hours and we on to the next one. People either mad or fake mad about something else. Yeah. Right. So now people aren't even we're, we're probably the only ones still talking about it and taking it to the next level, talking about, OK, Gruden, he's gone. But hey, Goodell, where you at? You still has been a, what a week plus now. Hey, where you at? Really? It's been some months because, like you said, the emails were discovered months ago. Yeah, it was discovered months ago. And I get it like you get I you strategize. You got to go ahead and go through pro. I'm saying protocol I get as it. far as letting I, I, everybody know. But for it to go for the amount of time that it has been, unacceptable. But if you see smoke long enough, you're going to be like, oh, that's smoke, oh, that's smoke. Or you're going to say, hi, 911, yeah, we got a fire. Say something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Say something. And at this point, again, with the news cycle, what is everybody talking about this week? They're not talking about Gruden. They're not talking about the emails. They're not talking about, you know, what's going to be next for the NFL. Is this the culture? They're talking about the DK Metcalf disrespect Shannon Sharp. That's what we're talking about right now. Not some real life stuff that's going on that's really offending people, offending coaches, offending certain groups. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're talking about a Twitter battle. Like, come on, yo. Nah, like, let's, let's focus on the real, focus on what's really going on. And and it's affecting the livelihood of a livelihood, bunch of people. Bunch of people, man. Bunch of people. And like I said that convenient amnesia is real. So it's just a matter of what's going to happen. Is anybody, you know, that that are, are there more emails out there? If if there were 650,000 or sixty five thousand, whatever it was, emails back and forth implicating, you know, John Gruden and, and, and Bruce Allen in terms of their communication, if it was that many emails going back between two people, how many people you think how many emails you think is going out across the league in that manner? You know what they did? They purged them damn emails like Hillary Clinton did a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they flushed them joints, Break out the Clorox, yeah, baby. Man. The they purged them joints, That's what we all call them. Yo, man. But, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody else, the players are held accountable. And just on some real spill, the executives got to be held accountable, too. If not, then what's the point? Yeah, and I think bottom line is this. I think it's, it will be wise. I think it will be smart. But I think everybody who follows the game, especially players – including us, we want to know. Yeah, We want an explanation because, like we stated earlier, players are held to the highest form of accountability that it has ever been. Why not executives? We all know, even in families, everything starts top-down, waterfall. Mm -hmm. Same thing happening with corporations. And so in order for this to be right, I think Roger Goodell needs to make this right and come out and say something. Yeah. versus letting people take the narrative and control it how they want to. And I do believe, obviously, he got an opportunity to get this right, and I know he carries a lot of influence. Um, I look at his track record. Whether you like it or not, he has made the owners a lot of money, and this yeah. is going back to the point you said, well, he's influenced, rightfully so, by the owners who pay his salary. Yeah. 32 right? billionaires, man. Like he is influenced by that. But when you look at what he's done throughout his extent, coming into the league mid 2000s 
And he really turned the football into a digital league. Yeah. yeah. Right? You know, you look at hard knocks. You look at the amount of access what fans are getting when it comes to whether or not if it's Instagram or fan en- engagement of all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he created all of that. You also look at him having labor peace all the way into the year 2030. Mm-hmm. That's huge for owners. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a huge, that's a very big deal. And then I think last thing you look at is, um, and a lot of people don't give him credit for this, what he was able to do uh, 2020 coronavirus the year mm. when it hit he was really the only league that wasn't affected yeah. from the proper protocols and everything that he put in place mm. so I say all of that to say do I think he has the weight and the ability to be able to do it knowing that he's accomplished all of this for the owners absolutely but it's time yeah. and only time will tell Facts. shout out to Tito's Vodka one more time BTM Conversations. Make sure you follow us on social media at the BTM Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. We're going to have way more deep combos like this. We're going behind the mask too. Not just about our guests, but about what we think about whatever's going on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.